Hello, everybody. It's the Ed and Bob Show. We are glad to be back. Now, of course, we're still not together because we're reopening America, but uh, I'm Bob. Ed's going to come up in just a moment. We're glad you're here with us. We're honored to be in over 33 countries. We have no idea why, but we're glad people are listening from all over the world. So it's another exciting Ed and Bob reopening America uh, show, and let's See how Ed is doing. Ed, what's going on? Hello, Bob. Hello, everybody. Oh, Ed Brantley here, <laughs> out in the wilderness. Well, I hope everything's going well with you guys, and everything's going on okay, and your family's good, your job's good, and the world's gone to pot, and it's just in a handbasket. So it's just something else. We're going to talk about that today, I think, and also we're going to talk about the virus and what's going on in America. And I think Bob's got something special planned for all of us, too. Also, we got Father's Day coming up also. That's going to be fun, too. So how's everything going, Bob? Hey, glad to hear it, Ed. All right, we are uh, here at the Thomas household doing well. Everybody's healthy. Um, uh, the family is fine. We are still trying to figure out this reopening thing and um, also the coronavirus, and then everything that's going on around the world. We're going to be talking about it during the show today. And it, it's, um, you know, Ed and I have seen a lot of things over the years. I think 9-11 may have been one of the craziest, of course, also um, a lot of the wars, Gulf Wars, things like that. But, um, you know, the great thing about America, and I will say this before we get so deep into everything, is in America, we put all our problems on the front page and everybody can analyze them. We talk about them. We protest them. We go through our aches and pains. But there's no, it's not like, uh, I keep thinking of China and Tiananmen Square, nothing like that. You know, the United States of America always shakes out to be whatever it is. And, and I have a feeling we're going to do that as well. So, uh, but we're all doing well here at the house. We our our dog is now fourteen weeks old. Her name is Roxy, and uh, we found out uh, what breed she is for the most part. And um, it's uh, <laughs> kind of crazy. I didn't think we'd have a dog, so I'm I'm spending a lot of my time cleaning up little accidents she has. But that's part of having a little puppy. So there you go. So Ed, how about with you? Well, Bob, I tell you. The family's good. Grandbabies are growing. We've got another one on the way. I'm having so much fun with the grandchildren. And I'm starting to walk better finally, so that's good. You know, I had hip surgery and um, a few months ago, and I'd had no idea it would take so long to get off a cane, but it has. Maybe it's my age, but uh, I'm starting to work on that now. And, and actually, I have found a good place to walk. I go into Walmart or Home Depot and get a buggy, just walk behind that big buggy and go every aisle, go everywhere, and get a little exercise that way. Uh, so that's good, and uh, the grandbabies are all good. We went down to uh, Alabama last week and saw one of the grandbabies, and we have another one we spent the night with us last night, and we have another one on the way, and I'm going to go see some more this weekend. So <laughs> life is good, that's for sure. And our health is good. Everything's okay. So, And also, not just grandbabies, but I have my mother-in-law visiting, and she's staying with us for a few days from Florida. And um, she's doing good, too. So she's 89 years old. And, of course, we're being very careful with her. But she, she likes to get out and about and 
and do things too. So, um, okay, Bob, there's a lot going on in the world. Where do you want to start? Thanks, Ed. Glad to hear everything's going on well at your house. Well, there's a lot of things we need to talk about. So, as you said, there's a lot going on in the world. Where do we want to start? Let's start with the coronavirus. This is kind of what shook us up about, what, 90 days ago or 120 days ago or so. We've been in, um, you know, pretty much um, working from home, that kind of thing, for almost 90 days, three months. That's kind of crazy. And, and no time in my life did I think we would ever have a pandemic. I had a friend, I told him the other day, he always said, one day we're going to have a pandemic. And I kept looking at him going, you're nuts. Uh, and here we are, 90 to 120 days in the middle of a pandemic, where everybody in the world are wearing masks, wearing gloves, staying home, things like that. It's <clears throat> it's really um, a strange time I, I never thought I'd go through in my life, but we are, and we adjust, and we figure out how to do it. The coronavirus, you know, I, I, as I hear now, there's uh, a lot of cities that have spikes. And then my fear is in the next 30 days from all these protests, or people have been shoulder to shoulder, you're going to have a, other spikes in some of these cities with the most protests, like Seattle, Minneapolis, and other places. And so that's that's a concern. I mean, is that going to shut us back down as we try to reopen? And uh, that leads right into reopening America. How is reopening America going? You know, I, I, I think, and I've heard it many times, it depends on where you live. I think Trump always said that. It depends on where you are. If you're a heavily populated area, it's going to take a little more time. Um, some places maybe jumped out there a little too quick, and they're having some spikes now. Uh, and then I think other people are, are 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 being careful, yet you don't want to shut down the economy forever because, as I even said, and Trump said even as well, you know, shutting down the economy will kill a lot of people as well uh, from depression, uh, concerns about financial uh, well-being, things like that. Listen, that will... It'll ruin your life. Um, so, you know, I think reopening America is now, with the protests on top of it, going to be a little more shakier, if that's uh, the correct grammar. Okay, is there going to be a big spike or outbreaks here and there until there's a vaccine? I would say there will be. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know how you prevent that. Uh, you can't just stay in your house forever. Um, and I'm, I, I read things the other day that said maybe a vaccine by the end of the year. I hope so. Uh, and then, you know, a vaccine may come out, and it may not be as, uh, as um, you know, good as they hoped it would be, and then there might be another one come out later. Uh, here, our, our own reopening here, we just went to a restaurant for the first time the other night, sat on the outside deck and ate, and it was nice, and I kind of almost forgot about the coronavirus for about 10 or 15 minutes. So it, it was kind of nice to get out and get that feel. Um, also, I, but when I'm still going into stores, things like that, I wear a mask. Uh, I, I kind of quit wearing gloves. I don't know about you, Ed, but because when I get back in the car, I immediately clean my hands with um you know, uh, some kind of uh, alcohol-based uh, uh, cleaner. 
and, and what I'm seeing is really strange because you can go in some places and everybody's got a mask on, all the employees, um, mask on, and, and you may even see some gloves. Then I go some other places and no, no employee has a mask on. I think if I owned a business, I would tell all my employees, wear a mask. It makes people feel more at ease. I'm not seeing as many gloves anymore because I think a lot of people have come out and said gloves don't make as big a difference if you are, you know, cleaning your hands, washing your hands, things like that a lot. Uh, college sports, pro sports, we got football, basketball coming up. Are we going to have them? Uh, you know, NASCAR is rolling, but no fans in the stands. And, and college football, I think you may see some places with half-full stadiums, how you pick up, you know, which half get to come to the games. Maybe you, this half gets to go to the first game, the other half goes to the second game. Uh, I guess everybody's thinking about the University of Tennessee, where Ed and I live, in East Tennessee, because um, will they let them play? Uh, 100,000 people in the stands. I honestly just don't see it. I think it's a recipe for disaster. And I think as soon as they did it, if we had a huge spike, there's a lot of people that would be nervous at the University of Tennessee from the president on down to the people in the state government saying, uh, we do not want to hear that. So I think there, you know, I think there's a lot of people telling them not to have uh, 100,000 people in the stand. So we'll see how that plays out. Ed, what's your thoughts? All right. The coronavirus is, uh, seems to be going on. I, don't, I still do not know anyone who's a contact of this stuff. Uh, my wife, who is a nurse, she says her doctor's office has seen two patients this year, and they're, they're one of the biggest offices in Knoxville. So, But only, uh, I, don't, I don't know anyone who's contacted this coronavirus. And... Uh, you know, reopening America seems to be going along just fine, except in places like New York and wherever. I, I don't. I, maybe it's maybe I tell you what. Maybe it's because where we live, people aren't just packed together like they are in New York City or Washington. But there, you know, people are just shoulder to shoulder. They get on a, a subway in the morning, and uh, I think the closest I get to somebody is at a red light. <laughs> so, you know, reopening America could go a lot better. Uh, I guess it's going to change things, though. You know, we uh, I'll tell you how it's changed me a little bit. This past Wednesday, we went out, we went out for the $5 burger night. Uh, at, and now it's, uh, I see, we went to Smoky Mountain Brewery. The $5 burger now is $7. So that's changed. Beef has gone through the roof. And uh, so, but they were open, they had some tables separated and all of that. So it's it's going to go. I think there's going to be just few, you know, here and there, except some places. I'm surprised, like, for instance, that big pool party out in, in the Ozarks. I, I expected hundreds of people getting sick from that, and they haven't gotten sick. Uh, I've started reopening a little bit and visiting friends and having dinner, uh, and that's, that's good. I'm looking forward to having dinner with you, Bob, and Kim also, so... And um, yeah, masks and gloves. That's the that's the thing of the day. I see a lot of people wearing masks. I don't see so many people wearing gloves around the grocery stores. They do, but I see a lot of people wearing masks, and I have two. So it's appropriate to have different masks for your for your attire. See, I have the regular hospital mask, 
that I wear when I don't want to, you know, don't, no heavy breathing. And then I have one that Humana sent me that's green. It's kind of contoured. It looks good. You know, it's, it's nice. So when I'm trying to be dressy, I'll wear that one. <laughs> if I wear it. Well, you think there'll be any sports this fall? I think there will. I don't, there's no way University of Tennessee is going to make it unless we have football and basketball. There will be fans in the stands, but I don't know how close that will be and how it comes. They're, they're still working on that. But if NASCAR can start back, then I think uh, so can uh, those, you know, the college sports and things. So, so Bob, now let's get to the protests and the riots going on. What's your take on all this? Yeah, you know, the protests, the riots. And I look at those two different things, Ed, you know. Uh, protests are justified. I, I think you ought to be able to protest about anything. That's what makes America great, as long as it's peaceful. Uh, if you want to march down the streets, get a permit. That's all good. I mean, I think every city would issue a permit for a peaceful protest uh, to block the streets. But rioting and looting, I've seen where some politicians have said that this is an acceptable form of protesting. And I'm sorry, but I have a problem with those words coming out of an elected official's mouth. Stealing from – because rioting and looting is stealing and encroaching on somebody else's property. Now, you think about it. A lot of these downtown areas have been revitalized. Encourage people to move downtown with businesses or areas where there weren't businesses before. And then they've done that. They've invested their money. They put their life into it. And then you've got rioters and looters and the police. And some of these towns don't come to protect these businesses that these cities wanted in those areas. You know, if I was a business owner, it made me think twice about investing in a city where they're not going to help protect your property and your livelihood. And then I I see, I I read the papers, I see things online, the TV, radio, all this stuff. And if, if, if you are from Mars and you came and you saw the media's representation of the protests and the rioting, you would think that 90% of America is protesting. And it's not a fair representation of America. Have you seen one single story on Ma and Pa or or the hardworking guy, the blue-collar guy that's still trying to keep his business together, who's at home every night with his kids and and, and make sure they watch church maybe online every Sunday, or he's minding his own business, he's not protesting, no, no matter what color he may be. But he's not harming anybody. And there's a lot, that's the majority of the people, I really believe that. Um, And you know, you can, everybody wants everybody to be treated fairly, or at least I would hope they do. Uh, But I don't think the media is given a fair representation of really what's going on in America. And I see those uh, in Seattle, the protesters, they took over that downtown area, calling it the Chaz. Uh, They've done that, gosh, what, a couple weeks now. I'm sorry, I I don't – listen, you might put up with something like that for a couple of days, but I think at a certain point a city has to say, wait a minute, we are all elected officials and we chose law and order. 
and we know how to protest, but this is not the way. And I, I don't know. I think what's going on in Seattle is going to come back and buy a lot of those elected officials in the rear end. And my thought now, it's your turn, Ed. Protests in America. What do you think? Well, let's look at the protests. Are they justified? Probably. You know, I, it's amazing to me how black guys get shot by the police, and and the police that shoot them are white. And I, I, I think there's something wrong there. I really do because they get shot in the back. They get shot all the time, and it's not just one city; it's a lot of cities. And this has been going on a long time. So I think there is something to look at there. However, protests. As long as they're peaceful, that's I guess that's fine. But I tell you, when you're going to see some, you're going to see some protests in the NFL season and the college season too. There's going to be a lot of kneeling this year, and and um, from a lot of teams, and some of the teams, all of them are going to kneel. So I don't know. I don't think it's a flag issue anymore. I think it's a, a race issue. But the rioting and looting. I think that's just that's just greed. That's just hoodlums getting something for nothing, breaking into a store, busting it open, and grabbing stuff. That's just hoodlums doing that. People out of job, and and that would always be true if they had a chance to get in there. I don't think that's an acceptable form of protesting. I think that's that's unlawful entering, and law and order should take care of that if we had some law and order. But, you know, I don't blame the police so much. I, I, you know, they're not getting much support from the mayors and all of that. But, and I understand the point to where if they're shooting black people, they shouldn't get support maybe. So it's, it's a real crisis. But the media, they're, they're on the protesters' side, I believe. Every time I see it, and I stopped watching network news. I can't watch it anymore. I think all of America is not in arms I don't think that's true. I think there is a silent majority going on, and I think we're only hearing from one side of it. And it's it's not a fair representation. We're not in, in arms. Um, I don't see people walking around carrying guns in my area. Uh, so it, I don't think it's all in arms. The Seattle protesters have taken over a six-block area downtown. They call it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. They've been there since June 9th. Now, how does an American city let this go on? Is it acceptable? I'll tell you how it goes on. It goes on with the mayor. It goes on with the police chief. And that's what you have out there. That's, that's the type of mayor and police chief that you have. They are afraid to do anything. But now, I don't think that you, you crack down and start shooting people over this. Uh, I think there's a, you know, there's a way to do it without shooting people, I hope. So, uh, but America is a land of free speech, and as long as you can make your speech free and not not bother me with it, I'm all right. So, uh, where does it go? Where does America go for here, Bob? Well, Ed, uh, you know, America is the land of free speech, and I love, uh, and I, I have no problem with that. And we talked about the protests that are going on, <clears throat> but here's the thing: when you have protests that are going on. I do believe there are, I'll call them domestic terrorists for right now, or opportunists, or whatever you may want to call them. There's a lot of people that don't like America, don't feel like they've gotten, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to work and earn any, um, the, the piece of the American dream. They want it to be handed to them. And, and there's a lot of people from out of the country that come here that want to see America fall. And I think, 
everybody, no matter if you're left, right, in the middle, wherever, make sure that protests don't get taken over by the opportunists or the domestic terrorists who are trying to see our governments fall, whether they be the small county government all the way up to the huge government. There's, as I said earlier, a silent majority in America that I think will let this go on for a while, but they're going to eventually say enough is enough. Or if you try to bring it to their neighborhood, they're going to buck up. There's going to be a certain amount of people that are going to say, okay, if you're going to be up this uh, left-wing city that will let anything take place, that's fine. But you come into my neighborhood where we obey the law and we have law and order and we do respect everybody of every color and every religion and uh, every ethnicity. Um, but you come here and try to cause problems because you're an opportunist or a domestic terrorist, then we will not allow it. Uh, and, and I think some cities are like that. Uh, so, and, and we're here. We're heading into a, another presidential election in the fall. And Trump says there's going to be a law and order. And I think there's a whole lot of people that agree with him. They're biting their lips. But when it's time to vote in the fall, I think you're going to see him come out big uh, for law and order. Whatever candidate it may be, law and order, yet yet still treating people fair. You know, I, again, I don't want to make people think one does not include the other. Every citizen in America should be treated fairly. So, Ed, what's your thoughts? Well, Bob, thanks for asking me what do I think, because I could sure think, that's for sure. Well, America is built on free speech. You know, but now you got to look at free speech. Is it free? No, it's not free. A lot of people died so we could have free speech. You know, you don't have free speech in public schools anymore. You can't you can't say the prayer anymore. You can't. There's a lot of things that aren't free anymore. But I do think these people are taking advantage of protests and turning them violent and hoping America's government would fall apart. They don't like what's going on. They don't like anything. So, you know, that's that's one of the problems. They think we're, um, and I go back to, to Bernie. I, I, you know, a socialist running for president, that's a, that gets people fired up that way. And it, it, I think it goes on. Now, I do believe there is a silent majority in America. I do think the silent majority is listening, and, they're eventu- and they eventually will say that's enough. Um, I don't know how they're going to change that, but I do think that there's a lot of people, especially in this part of the country, that don't like what's going on, but as long as it's there, they don't care that much. It's not in their neighborhood, in other words. So the silent majority is, as long as it's not in my neighborhood, (laughs) we'll let it be. But these violent demonstrations and occupations seem to be in most cities. They're just certain cities. They're places where... There's a real liberal democratic government, and and uh, uh, the people are very liberal. And I was surprised at Minnesota, but then I looking at it, Minnesota is a very liberal state, and they have a lot of uh, uh, minorities there from other countries who live there. Some of the big populations of Muslims are in in uh, Minnesota, so that may be where some of this comes from. And I think that's the seeds that start this. 
um, if you have you know if you have a an outside group that's living there, it will probably build from that. Uh, I think it will just happen in most cities. It'll happen where there's poor people. Uh, that's what happened in La- in Los Angeles back in the '60s. You know, if you get in a poor neighborhood, that's where it's going to happen: the looting and the rioting and all. But Trump says there's going to be law and order, and uh, I think that's what he's going to do in the election in November. He will say that he is the law and order candidate. Now, uh, and that, but it, I think he's right in that he is the law and order candidate. But I think he, he has to be very, very careful because he's walking on eggshells. If he goes too far and brings out actual army troops on the streets, that won't work. So it, he has to be very careful how this happens. And I think it's going to be an interesting election. I do think that Trump could be in trouble. I don't think he's going to run away with it like he did. However, you know, these rallies he's having, they're just huge. People are actually lining the streets to welcome him to the, to the rally. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, so, Bob, what else you got? All right, Ed, before we wrap it up here, I got one more thing, and this is something I'm working on. I want to do, you know, the stock market has been nuts. Uh, I mean, just no matter what's going on, the stock market's recovered and then some. I'm I'm putting together a stock market challenge in the next week where uh, you and I are each going to start with $1,000. It'll be a fake account. Uh, and, and other people that want to do it can do it too. We'll, you know, in a couple of days, we'll put this all together and we'll put it up on our website and things like that. But we're going to see what you and I could do with $1,000 by the end of the year. So uh, a lot of rules will do things like you can only own one stock at a time and you can't own that stock for for more than 48 hours. But anyway, all those are coming up and we'll put it together and then we'll announce it in the next few days. And I think that will be fun. See how you and I can uh, uh, pick the stock market. Well, Ed... This Sunday is Father's Day. So um, what are you doing for Father's Day? I know, uh, I think uh, my kids are coming over to the house here. We're going to have lunch, and it should be a lot of fun. We've been around each other some, so we've gotten past the coronavirus, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, as you get older, uh, if you're just around your kids, um, that's kind of special. It's not like when... when uh, I was younger and would celebrate Father's Day. Uh, now my kids and their kids have so much to do and their days are so full, they don't get an opportunity to see us that often. So I'm looking forward to it. A memory of my dad, you know, my dad, um, he uh, he always had great advice. But I was recently watching some, I found, Ed, I've been transferring old VHS tapes to digital before I lose them. And it took me a long time to find a couple of VCR players to do it in. But I I watched some of these tapes with my dad, and and I saw a lot of old family movies of dad. He seemed to work all the time, but when he was with us, he tried to make sure we had a good time, and he always smiled. And I, I guess that's the memories I have. Um, of my dad, so uh, I miss him. He's been gone since 2007, um, and uh, cancer killed him, and uh, 
smoking for most of his life really did him in. So um, I, I guess uh, I should add that if you smoke and you're listening to this, try not to shorten your life. Try to stop. But as we head toward the end here, Ed, any final thoughts on anything? Well, Bob, I think the contest is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, we've got a site to go to to sign up for the contest, and we'll get to that in the next few days. It's going to be good. Oh, I hope I win this thing. What do you win if you win the contest? Just, just you and I playing, plus other people can play too. So, you know, it's um, you're a pretty good stock picker. I'm more into CDs, so we'll see what happens there. But I think it's going to be a great contest. Father's Day is going to be fun at the Brantley household. We got lots of grandchildren, lots of kids around, and uh, that's we're, we're not wearing. You know, we're going. It's not going to be. I mean, we're going to have big dinners and big fun and hugging and kissing, and that's what I'm going to do Father's Day. And I, I hope everybody gets to enjoy Father's Day if you're lucky. Uh, now, my own father, I wasn't close to my father. You know, I don't even remember my father telling me he loved me. Isn't that something? Isn't that awful? But that's the way he was. That's the way he was brought up. He was not part of his family. His his mother died when he was born, and then his father married a woman who had other children, and and he got pushed out, kind of like the robin pushing you out of the robin's nest. And he ended up going living with his grandfather, and. Uh, and then going into the service right away. So it was, I don't think my dad had a very loving childhood. And he, I know he loved me, but he, he had trouble showing it. And uh, so, but he was a good provider for us. And well, I, I think that's different from your dad. Your dad was very loving and very open, right? And um, I'm happy you had that way. All right, Bob, I guess that's it. No final thoughts. Uh, I do want to say hi to Vicki. Vicki Vicky listens to our podcast every week. She's down in Lenore, no, down in Greenback, and she has lots of comments about it. You know, So, uh, Vicki, this Black Lives Matter podcast is devoted to you, okay? So we'll say goodbye from here. Bob, Have a good week, buddy. Goodbye. All right, Ed. I have enjoyed this. You have yourself a wonderful Father's Day, and um, we'll try to get together uh, here again a little bit quicker uh, for our next show. Until then, everybody, please take care of your loved ones, the ones that are still not quite getting down this coronavirus. Remember, the older people are more susceptible to getting this, and it could uh, severely... uh, harm them or take their lives. So take care of them and be in contact with those that are shut in in nursing homes, things like that, emails, uh, letters, and make sure they don't feel like they're lonely. So until then, uh, that's it for this episode of the Ed and Bob Show. We'll be back soon. I hope uh, you have yourself a wonderful Father's Day if if you're a dad. If not, and uh, your dad's alive, take care of him this weekend. Bye-bye. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Sailor said, folk, ain't that a hole in the boat?